welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome to Great Shot Kid, the Nerd Party Network's podcast that is dedicated to looking at the influences, impact, and creatives of the Star Wars galaxy. I'm John. And I'm Mike. And in honor of a very special anniversary that just passed, uh, May 25th, real Star Wars Day, we are going to be uh, taking a different tactic here. We, uh, Mike, you, you laid a challenge down, and I, I thought it was very, very intriguing. Of, and I think this, this sort of topic comes up every so often, but it, basically, if Star Wars were not made in 77, but were being made today, who would we cast in the key roles yeah you know this is something which i i've done in the past on uh, my other show commentary track stars we, we did it for pulp fiction and stuff like that and you know while everyone sort of thinks of you know mark hamill carrie fisher and harrison ford in these iconic roles you know it has been 40 years and you you we do have you know prequels and sequels and everything with you know sort of like you know, the new generation of Star Wars stars. But what if it were, you know, to be remade today from the beginning? Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars, you know, there's a new filmmaker on the scene, George Lucas, and he's making this movie Star Wars. Who would you cast? Right. And th- this is the first uh, parameter I want to ask is... Uh, just because as I was approaching this mental exercise, I think that one of the nice things about Star Wars that works is, you know, they have the old established actor in Alec Guinness. You have the horror vet, you know, who is a respected actor, but he's not, uh, you know, Sir Grand Moff Tarkin, you know, uh, Peter Cushing. But there are people that you maybe kind of know, but you don't know, right? Like there, there, there's a lot of that going on in Star Wars. So I was struggling with whether I would try to steer away from names or whether I would bring some names into it. How did you approach the whole exercise? I kind of threw that out the window in a sense because um, I guess my feeling was we don't have the wide casting net that they have in these productions. You know, we're never going to find Daisy Ridley. You know what I mean? Right. So right. they're almost all going to be known to some degree or another. And I kind of didn't really pay any attention to that in that regard. You know, okay. s- sometimes something might feel iconic, but, you know, it feel like it, it needs an iconic, you know, role. But uh, I didn't necessarily uh, think of that. While no, that's I was fair. Casting. That's fair. I, I mean, it, it was just it was something where I was just really sort of you know, going back and forth on it. And the way I want to approach this is I don't want to start with our three leads, with our three main leads. All right. I want to build up to them. Okay. Okay. And I just want to instantly throw out there uh, that I did cast 3PO. I did find somebody to be in the suit, or if this were being made today, the mocap suit, um, you know, because who who knows. Uh, So I did cast 3PO. Did you cast 3PO in your... I I didn't, but I started kind of like thinking about that, thinking like maybe that would be someone who we included if we did this for like Empire Strikes Back or something like that. And I mean, while I didn't come up with a specific person, I guess 
what I thought of was someone who may be good at physical humor and like physical acting more so mm-hmm. than than anything else and you know I mean the person who kind of comes to mind just because he seems to be the go-to for every you know role like that would be Doug Jones in, in this particular That's exactly case. who I had. Yeah. Okay. I was like there's your go-to. There's yeah. there's somebody who is comfortable being in suits or mm-hmm. what what have you and he br- always brings a good physicality to things. So yeah. He he's definitely the clear winner. Okay. So Who's your Tarkin? Okay, my Tarkin is, I mean, when when I was doing this, you know, the 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 trick that you you have to sort of like keep in mind is not really remembering your favorite actors from their most iconic roles, but sort of adjusting for the time differential and the fact that people have aged and everything, and and it's really tricky. There are a lot of times where I was like. Oh, that guy would be perfect because I loved him in that movie. And then you forget, like that movie came out, you know, fifteen years ago. You know, <laughs> right. it's not going to work anymore. But the person right. who I came up with for Tarkin, who I think is a pretty solid choice, is actually a Star Wars veteran, and that wasn't intentional. But I wasn't shying away from it either. It's Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, for Tarkin. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I will blow up your mother effing planet if you do not give me the location of the rebel base. I mean, I would be terrified of him. And I think in, in, in the same way that a lot of people were terrified of Peter Cushing back in, you know, uh, yeah. 1977. You know, I, I, I wrestled with casting uh, Tarkin. There was somebody I had in the mix, that, but I pulled him back because I think I would cast him as the emperor in uh, in Empire Okay, um, with an eye toward you know, bringing him back for Jedi. I wouldn't be doing, uh, you know, old lady with monkey eyes yeah. uh, and different voice. I'd cast an actor to play it and say, like, well, he's going to come back in the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, for uh, for Tarkin, I actually, I guess I stayed in the, the sort of refined British role uh, character actor, but uh, Rafe Fiennes. I could um, see that, yeah. I mean, Lord Voldemort. And, uh, you know, so he, he's very, he's used to, you know, intimidating people. He also, um, he actually did a, a pretty darn good job in Red Dragon as a psychopath, but he's a good actor and he's, he's got that. I think what makes Tarkin work for me and the reason I would still go that route is Tarkin is so calm and refined about his evil. Like he doesn't, there's this sense of, of acceptance with Tarkin where it's like, uh, yeah, I'm evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's almost like an Anthony Hopkins type, but I wouldn't cast Anthony Hopkins in this, but I think Ray Fiennes can bring that sort of Hannibal Lecter-ish calm about destroying a planet. Yeah, yeah he doesn't really lose his cool at any moment. He's just going to do this thing because it's the thing to do. Right, exactly. So that that's why I would go with Fiennes. So, okay. Um, okay. I did cast Chewie. Did you cast Chewie? Yeah, because you told me to. <laughs> okay. All right, so who did you cast as Chewie? Well, I was thinking, you know, Chewie needs to be large. He needs to be physically domineering or whatever. But he also, while, you know, being scary, you know, or capable of being scary, also needs to be very lovable and have a heart of gold and needs to be someone who you want to go up and hug if you get the chance. Yeah. And so I thought... 
the person who embodies all of those those traits almost perfectly is Dwayne Johnson. That is exactly who I have on my paper. <laughs> I have right. Dwayne Johnson because high I five. need to believe. <laughs> yeah, high five. I, I I need to believe that he can, in fact, if push comes to shove, tear somebody to pieces. Yes. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'll chill out, have some Corellian ale with him. Just be like, hey, what's up, man? Did How you, you ever see Beyond the Mat? Did we talk about this? Uh, yeah, I did not see Beyond the Mat. I've seen uh, Wrestling with Shadows. Okay, Beyond but, Beyond the Mat's yeah. amazing. It's an amazing documentary, and there's they follow around like Mick Foley for this whole thing, and there's this whole sequence where it's like WrestleMania is going to be The Rock versus you know Mick Foley or whatever, and Mick Foley brings his his family to see this this match. And the kids are like, "I, you, you gonna, are you gonna get hurt, Dad? Blah blah blah." And he's like, "No, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." And then like, Dwayne Johnson comes over, and like introduces himself before the match, you know. And he's like, "Hi," and like he is the nicest. Guy. Both of these guys, both Mick Foley yeah. and Dwayne Johnson, the nicest guys in the world. And he's there and he's talking to the kids and reassuring him that it's just for fun and everything like that. And then they get in the <laughs> ring and he kicks the crap out of Mick Foley and his family, his wife and his little <laughs> kids are in the front row bawling their eyes out because The Rock is, you know, just like killing their dad, you know? Right. That's Chewy. Yeah. No, to- totally, totally <laughs> down with it. I find that funny that that we both went there, but that, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. You know what, though? I want to mix it up then. Because I think that this could be very interesting then. Okay. Uh, because everybody's very familiar with when Lucas was casting it, he said, I needed a tall guy for Chewie and I needed a tall guy for Vader. I knew they were both going to be in the suit. To hear Prowse tell it, he was given the choice between Vader and Chewie and he wanted to be Vader because it was much more interesting to be the bad guy. If you hear... Uh, Mayhew, he's told the story a couple of times. I don't know if he still tells the story or not, but I heard him in person tell the story once um, where he said that uh, he was given the choice between Vader and Chewie, and he turned down Vader because he wanted to be Chewie, and who knows how much of that is you know, true or false and how much of it was Lucas saying, I'll give you Vader, you know, <laughs> like that that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, I will, uh, I, I got to know who you would cast as Vader. We've found our Chewie. Who's Vader for you? See, the fact that you bring it up and in, in are framing it in this way makes me think that maybe we've picked the same Vader as well. I don't think so. Okay, because this was the first person who came to mind for any of the roles for me. It, it was someone who, again, needs to be like physically imposing in a way that I don't think Darth Vader really was in the first movie. He was tall, mm-hmm. but he didn't seem to have that you know overwhelming physical domination going on you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. and you know you couple that with the idea of you know the voice you know assuming that you're going to keep the same same voice actor as you are the person in the suit where i don't see why you would and all this stuff and the person who i think is clearly a perfect choice for darth vader is vin diesel that is so interesting. I did not go with Vin Diesel. Okay. That is a good choice. I might have him do the voice. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be pretty cool. I did not go with Vin Diesel. Uh, I almost, I came within a hair's breadth staying in the pro wrestling realm of going with Dave Batista. 
oh. but he's not tall enough for me. See, he he would almost be more chewy to me. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just you know reflecting on Guardians, you know, but yeah. He's very lovable too, you know. Yeah, he 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 does play, but he, but he also played a great Bond villain. Yeah, uh, you got to give him credit for that. But yeah. I would, I would actually go with Ron Perlman, because you got a big guy who's comfortable in suits and makeup and stuff like that, who knows how to use his his body and his size to convey. I mean, we just watched Blade Two a few weeks yeah. ago, and there's a guy who can impose just by standing still. Yeah, I could definitely I see Ron Perlman doing that for sure. Yeah, he'd be really and, good. And if you don't want to get rid of the voice, he's got a good voice for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, he could really definitely does. do that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, basically, I, I'm, I feel like I'm making Guillermo del Toro's Star Wars by having Perlman and Jones in there. I'm like, well, hey, it's a, it's a Hellboy reunion. Yeah, and I feel so. like it's, it's a Fast and Furious movie for, for me, but you know, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so let, let's start to get into what I think are choppier waters, harder to cast waters. Ben Kenobi. Did you have somebody out of the gate, or did you get there eventually? Like, it, you know, Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi, iconic role, roots the whole thing. How did you get there? Who, do you, who did you end up with? Yeah, this was tough because, you know, the way that he's presented in A New Hope feels a lot older than it seems like the character should be based on what we see in the prequels. So I kind of had that in mind when I was looking at, you know, sort of the age range for this. And there were a number of people who I thought of who I thought would be perfect, but were a bit too old. I mean, the one guy where I'm like, oh my God, he would be the best. He would absolutely kill in this role was Takeshi Kitano. And, you know, Mm. then I'm like, you know, looking at his age and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, he's about 10, 15 years too old to play this role at this particular point in time. And the person who I finally settled on, uh, who is obviously a very accomplished actor and who, you know, I, I really, really love, but at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed in, in that it seems so sort of like standard, but, Mm -hmm you know, would obviously do a great job in the role is Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's a that's a that's a good choice. I like, like that. Like you can kind of see like he's he's been through some stuff, you know? Yeah. But at the same time he could be a teacher for Luke. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Brian Cranston is good at conveying a hard edge, but having sort of like soft eyes. You and, know, like you can see a soul in those eyes where it's like even if he's being tough, you can tell that it's experience has built him up to this point. Yeah. And, and he feels like, you know, were he 20 years younger, he could fight in a war, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could I could easily see that I could easily see that what what's interesting is when I was first casting Kenobi um my thought actually uh because Rogue One wouldn't be there Donnie Yen w- was the first name to pop into my head because he essentially plays a riff on Kenobi mm-hmm. in uh in Rogue One uh very much feels that way and so he he seemed a natural fit but he seems too spry uh, yeah. to play Kenobi Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to get somebody who had a little bit more of a more of a regal bearing, and also I did I did want to cast an Asian actor because I I'm I know Lucas did too, 
and that's probably influencing some base part of my brain. And so I went with Ken Watanabe because he just, I mean, yes, okay, oh, because of Last Samurai. Well, no, you know, yes, he plays a samurai, but at the same time, he is, I'll never forget, uh, Nolan saying about him, he just exudes movie star. He's a very charismatic presence, and he's the type of guy that you would, he just gives off that air of, I would follow him. Yeah, Last Samurai would have never entered my my brain. Don't talk ill of Last Samurai. Do not talk ill of Last Samurai. Honestly, but um, I love him in, you know, uh, all of the Nolan movies, whether it's, uh, you know, Inception or Batman Begins or any of those things, not to mention, you know, Letters from Iwo Jima and stuff like that. I mean, amazing letters from Iwo Jima. Yeah, that that was an amazing performance. Yeah, I can definitely see him doing that. That's that's a really good choice. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, uh, I, you know, that was, uh, and maybe there's some part of me where it's like, if I was a director, I'd love to work with him. So yeah. All right. So that that boxes us in in a corner. We've got our three leads now uh, to go with. Yes. And it's going to be tough because we can't do screen tests because Lucas's whole thing was he wanted to see chemistry between the th- blah, 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 blah. So let's start with Han Solo, who is going to be running with Chewie and is going to be, you know, riffing on that. Who you got? How did you get there? To me, what I kept on thinking with Han Solo is that he needs to be the epitome of cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's got to be someone who is slightly older than Luke and Leia and is the coolest person you'll ever meet, you know? And I started mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, people in that age range. And there were a couple people who I was like, ah, yeah. Like, I, I almost went with um, Ryan Gosling, you know, for a oh, minute there. interesting choice. Interesting uh, choice, sure. I, I think that might be just a little bit of La La Land rubbing off on me or whatever, <laughs> you know, but I think that, that he would be really good. But the person who I finally settled on was uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, really? Yeah. Because he was, that. Uh, you know what, uh, just to tip my hand a little bit, I kept thinking of him for Luke. And I was like, hey, he's too old for Luke. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I thought of him for Luke, too, and he is too old for Luke. Yeah, because especially, old. like, I've just been watching uh, season four of Friday Night Lights again, and that's okay. the season where he comes in. And there are definitely some Luke vibes going on there, but, you know, that was also yeah. made, like, ten years ago, so, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great choice, man. Yeah. That is a really great choice. And the thing is, I have sort of had uh, sort of a problem getting to Han. Because I, I actually talked about this with my wife after I explained the concept to her a couple of times, and her response always was, "Why are you doing this again?" Yeah, like, like you're oh, a bunch just, of nerds. Just, just work with me, okay? <laughs> Please, just once, listen to some of these ideas. Um, but and actually, as a note, when I said Dwayne Johnson for Chewie, yeah, okay, that works. I was like, yes, yes. If even she's on board with this, I know that's right. <laughs> but she she actually threw out there for me Chris Pratt, and I was like, ah, that's a little too. Yeah, I'm like. That's, a, that's about as w- on the nose as you can get. You know? Right. And and I am going to, because in our fictional little thing here, I am going to weigh in that Chris Pratt's too well-known as Star-Lord, and Star-Lord is essentially Han Solo. I don't want Star-Lord in my movie. Yeah. Because people are going to see that, and they're going to be like, oh, you just put Star-Lord in there. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, but he would have been great. He would have been perfect yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, and I unfortunately, because he's just a little too old, I had Michael Kenneth Williams in there. Um. 
yeah omar from the wire yeah and he you know but he's that's what he's best known for but he's a really good charismatic actor i've seen him play funny i've seen him play cool i've seen him play laid back but he is i might still cast him because if i'm coming into star wars and things are so in flux yeah you have the love triangle thing in the first one that's sort of being set up it's just tough for me not to um have age play a factor in that because it like he's 50 now yeah uh, or you know 51 however old he is he's he's just a little bit too old for it now harrison ford was in his early 30s but that's a you know that 20 years is a big jump yeah it is you know he need, i mean because you, you got to think about he's still going to be you know in the future a love interest for leia and leia's got to be like 20 years old like that's almost set in stone you know does she though well, well i guess we'll, we'll find that. out but um yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> but you know i, I yeah I, I agree that that you know he's he's a little too old um interestingly though you know we will get to see him in real life interact with han solo most likely since he's going to be in the uh, han solo movie there you go that's yeah. that's uh that's perfect and i mean woody harrelson where he younger would be perfect uh, yes, in, in the yeah. role as well and uh, I would also say that um, who I wound up with was uh, John Krasinski. I cannot which see I that. Know. I'm sorry. You can't see that at all? No. He's, he's no. Why can't you see that? No, no. I, I want to hear. I mean, this is us. We're casting the yeah. movie. I, I, Walk me back from it. He's a little too, I think stuck up in a sense like every Ooh. time i see him and everything i'm like ah okay you know i don't know i don't know what it is but i don't know if i really get that i, I could be you know just i mean this is all just my impression of things and things that i've seen him in and i'll fully admit like i've only seen like two episodes of the office so that that takes out a lot of stuff you know right there for me and i mean i honestly <laughs> like someone who I considered for the role, you know, briefly. Yeah. And someone who I think would be much better for it would actually be his wife, Emily Blunt. Oh, so doing a gender flip. I seriously considered that, you know, with with Han. I think maybe because they did that when they did the live read of Empire, they gave it to, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Yeah, the one from uh, Juno. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't I can't think of her name right now um, either. Yes, but, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. But like Emily Blunt, I think she'd be perfect in a lot of ways. She's way cooler than uh, than John Krasinski, by the way. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. No, I, just, I, I, I see him no, as being is, sort I of like, a little more, I like that. you know, he's not, He's he doesn't seem at all smooth. He doesn't seem at all. It's going to be interesting because, you know, he's playing. Wait a minute. Not even not even in uh, 13 hours, you didn't think? No. No. You didn't. Okay. And <laughs> He seemed, I don't he know. Seemed pretty it, in command and everything in that one. I, I, I guess I don't know. I, you know th- that that movie was so weird in in, in so many ways. But whatever. This is just a bizarre movie. You're a monster. It, I thought that was a great, okay. Whatever. Um, but you know what? It will be interesting though. And it is funny that you should you should mention this because you know he has been cast at, in another Harrison Ford role as uh, Jack Ryan in the new TV show that's going to be on Amazon. That validates my choice. Maybe. Not at all. Do you think Maybe. Do you think Ben Affleck would have been a good Han Solo? 
Oof, that's a good question. Because he, you know, he played the role too. So, hmm. Would, actually, I could see Ben Affleck. I could see a young. Ben I Affleck could. I could see Ben Affleck, Affleck if he were a little yeah. bit younger. Which breaks my heart because I, I think I'm pretty much the same age as Ben Affleck, so which is really disappointing when you look anymore. at my my career. But yeah. Um, well, okay, all right. So let me throw a couple of others that I had in reserve here because I I want to be happy with my cast. All right, I'm still not. You haven't talked me out of Krasinski. Okay. okay. All right. But uh, another name that that's up there is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, just because I love everything that he does. But he's too small. He's too like. I don't get the like Han Solo. I should feel like if his gun doesn't work, he can punch the hell out of somebody. Hey, he had a pretty you know? commanding presence in Dark Knight Rises and in Inception. Well, that's true. He did. I'd want him to bulk up a little bit. He probably could. <laughs> okay, I think that he could do that. I, I definitely like him bit, more but... than Krasinski. Yeah. Okay, and what about Christian Bale? Because I, I can't talk about casting anything without talking about Christian Bale. No, he's a, too serious, and he's too he's too like full of himself in a sense, and I think he's too old. Too old. Okay. I think, maybe not. All right. But yeah. All right. No, I, okay. I can't see him. Sorry. Okay. Well, th- this is going to be interesting because I I, I think I'm going to need your help uh, with Luke and Leia. Because yeah. Luke and Leia, see, th- this is something that I realized, and I, I want to say this real quick, something that I realized about The Force Awakens, the the three leads that they cast, uh, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac, are perfect as Luke, Han, and Leia. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, look, I look at them and I'm like, wow, they real, that, damn, they nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm that, like, that is true. Uh, any of those, and I actually did think about all of them for their those respective roles, I have to say. Yeah. 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 All right, so so with uh, with Han, maybe you've talked me out of Krasinski and, and toward, uh, toward Levitt, but uh, all right, let's, let's go, let's build to Leia. Okay, Luke. Who who's your Luke? See, this was really tough because you know I, I basically was thinking like it's got to be someone twenty five or younger, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it cannot be any older than that in my mind, and um, otherwise you just throw off too many things in terms of everything with the franchise. Not to mention mm-hmm. his character needs to be someone who's essentially coming of age, and yeah. you know, I don't watch nearly as much, you know, sort of like. Uh, teen television as I used to, which I think is where you would find most people of this age. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have I'm not caught up on Riverdale or any of these things, and because right. of that, like I, it, it's shocking. I mean, for for everyone who talks about Hollywood being so young, it was really hard to come up with people who are under 25. You know, yeah. and uh, you know the the person who I came up with just in in doing a, a rather extensive I, mean, I was doing like google searches for like actors yeah. under the age of 25 and everything the person who i came up with who seems to be i think pretty solid and hey you know he just got an oscar nomination this year is uh lucas hedges who uh was the the kid in manchester by the sea Okay, um, I haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. It's on Amazon Prime now. Check yes. it out. It's good. It's depressing but funny. Um, I, 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 it's, 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 it's a solid movie. Okay. 
No, I, I, I uh, okay. So, so you go with Lucas Hedges. Okay. For me with Luke, I, again, I, you know, like you said, we don't have a wide enough net to go and find, you know, undiscovered talent in, in our little exercise here. Uh, but somebody that I would, uh, somebody that I wound up being drawn to actually was, uh, and forgive me if I mispronounce his his first name, Shamik Moore, who played the lead in Dope. Oh, okay, yeah, um, he's I've, young enough. I think he's got a good energy to him. Yeah, um, I like his smile. I like his person, like the personality that comes through in the role that he's playing. I could believe him to be. A kid who isn't quite accepted by, you know, Cammy and Fixer and wants to get out of his town. Yeah. You know, so I, I could I could I could buy that with Shamik Moore. The thing is that puts me in a box with the casting of Leia, so my my other thought winds up being Tom Holland because he's very young and you know, we've seen with Spider Man that he can play that. But then again, if I'm gonna discount Chris Pratt because he is Star-Lord do I want to cast Spider-Man as Luke Skywalker yeah that's, you know, that's a that's tough the one. problem with that for sure you know I mean I, I saw Tom Holland pop up there too and I was like I loved him and you know that scene that he was in and you know Civil right. War but uh you know it's not the same energy that I would like from Luke and also you can't cast Peter Parker as Luke Skywalker. It's too on the nose. I, yeah. I haven't seen Dope yet. I've been meaning to watch it forever, and you know I, I will get around to it as soon so as on I Netflix. possibly can. Yeah, I know. I definitely need to check out that movie. But yeah, that sounds like a reasonable choice to me. All I right, would definitely so... pick him over Tom Holland just from you know Tom Holland being who he is. Yeah, know, there's there's as, less baggage as, as far as star power and everything. Yeah, there there's less baggage. So. Yeah. Going forward, all right. I, I've I've cast Shamik Moore as Luke. Okay. So our next step. Mm-hmm. Well, this was easier for me because it seems like uh, there there were more young women who I was familiar with than young guys, you know. And there were yeah. a couple. There have been a couple like standout performances in in you know recent years. Uh, that that sort of made it a lot easier to cast Leia than it was to cast Luke. I did intentionally cast Luke first in order to find, you know, some because I thought that that was the more important role, you know. Um, but you know, looking looking at uh, you know who was available, you know, in in that sort of age range and everything, the person who I ended up going with was uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Interesting. Hit girl, you know, and and, yeah. and everything. Like interesting she, choice. Yeah, she's really good. Like everything that I've seen her in, I I've been impressed by, it, you know, especially things like the equalizer and stuff like that. And yeah. and you know, she seems like someone who is a total badass, you know, especially in things like well, you know, kick ass, but also um you know, like neighbors too and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, and and I, I I really think that she's you know also very funny, which mm-hmm. is something that I always sort of thought of with Leia. You know, I mean she, you know, and she can stand like you know toe to toe with Han. You know, which is which is a tough thing to do since he's such a a dominant personality in a lot of ways. You know, 
Yeah, he's oh, absolutely. Like the older, experienced guy who's a know-it-all and everything like that. And she's just like, whatever, you know, I don't know where you don't get your delusions, laser brain, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that to me, you know, all those things, Chloe Grace Moretz, that's who I went with. That's, that's a, that's a pretty good choice. The, uh, the thing that I find difficult is that the, the person I, like Luke and Leia, I, I go back and forth. Lucas did not cast these roles saying they are twins. He did not cast these roles that way. He also did not necessarily tell 20th Century Fox, which released in promotional materials, age differences between Luke and Leia. Yeah. And those sorts of things. And so it becomes very difficult for me because here I've got Shamik Moore as Luke. So it's like, oh, well, I have to find a black actress, right? Mm-hmm. But seems reasonable. It, well, yeah, if I'm going to make them twins. But if I'm truly making Star Wars today... And I'm only concerned about the chemistry. Is that really going to be a factor? The twins thing is sort of in the back of my mind, but I haven't committed to them being twins. They could be brother and sister. It could be any sort of thing. It could be any sort of like, you know, they could be stepbrother and sister or, you know, maybe they're not related at all. Who knows? These, these things are still up in the air. I think in some ways you have to kind of lock yourself into the mythology if you have this idea going forward. You have to do what Lucas pretended to do and have a plan from Well, the I, okay, look, I, I wasn't saying my thing to uh, take, a, <laughs> take a dig at Lucas, as, uh, yeah. as you may have just done, you monster. <laughs> um, because the thing is, one of the, like, I went for, um, instantly in my brain, I went for Alicia Vikander. Because I think she can play younger than she is. She was born in eighty eight. Okay. But again, if I'm gonna if I'm going to keep it in reserve that Luke and Leia could potentially be twins, then that only works if I cast Tom Holland, right? So even it then puts it doesn't me, work, I don't think. Nah, you know, uh, you know. Maybe they maybe we all you know we always make sure he's standing on a platform and she's always in shadow. I don't know. You know, we, we find a way around that. Um but uh the thing is I I had uh a real tough time, but I think I wound up with Zoe Kravitz if I'm going to go she with, seemed, with Shamik She Moore. seems too old, too, right? Is she too old? How old because I know she? she was in those Divergent movies. Is she? Uh, okay, she yeah. No, like she's she's Vicky under same age. So she was born yeah. in 88. So if I'm going to if I'm going to entertain the idea of Vicky Ander, it's all about how old they look, not how, not how old they are. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't think either of them. I mean, you know. Vikander is like running around like chasing Jason Bourne in that last movie, you know, and everything like yeah. that. Like I don't I I don't think I think both of them are too old, you know. Okay, both both of them are too old. So help me out here. Uh, boy, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I I it's definitely something that I would have to to think about. Like you know, like I said I was having a lot of trouble with people in that age bracket. Um I mean I mean the thing is you have uh Kiki Palmer who is 21 right now. She was uh, Akila in Akila and the Bee, right? Which is way in the past, but, yeah. you know, she's been in, you know, she's been in a couple of other things, but she's not, you know, a huge star. So she doesn't have, uh, the, you know, the, the baggage that would come along with that, uh, with being too well-known. Um, and if I'm not going to go with Zoe Kravitz, because she's too old, 
you know, I mean, it, it really is the age range, age range thing. You know who, who who would actually probably be good, you know, come to think of it, um, going back to, well, actually, I didn't even realize that she's in Dope, but I, I was thinking back to, to Neighbors 2, Kiersey Clemens who uh she she was in she she was in neighbors too she was in dope she's playing iris west in the justice league and flash movies she she played okay i guess she was the female lead in dope dicky that's who she's listed as in the yes that that's uh yeah there there's a thing that'll make sense okay when uh, you see it i mean it, it just just coming to, i mean and the only reason why i thought of that was because i was thinking of neighbors too with chloe grace moretz you know but I guess she's the first person who comes to mind. Okay. Um, well, you know what? I, I think this would be a good time because obviously we've had a lot of fun with this exercise, and we're not we're not necessarily sold on our uh, our choices a hundred percent. We could be swayed one way, or at least I could be swayed on a couple of these. So let's put the call out. Uh, if you're listening to this, and you're you know you might be frustrated. You might be saying, "Well, no, you can't cast that person, or you need to cast these people, or this." This would be the perfect Han Solo. And you can't use David Duchovny because he would have been perfect back in the early 90s, but he's not perfect now. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Or Kyle MacLachlan. He would have been perfect back then, too. Doesn't count for Han Solo anymore. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you have your own opinion on this, reach out to us at thenerdparty.com slash contact uh, and drop a line to Great Shot Kid. You can reach out to uh, the network on Twitter, uh, at JoinNerdParty, and use the hashtag Great Shot Kid, and uh, it'll come to our attention. Uh, you can also find us at the Nerd Party over on Instagram and over on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the Nerd Party. And so that's where, you know, if they want to reach out to us, Mike, that uh, those are all the official channels that they can use. Uh, where can they find you online if they want to uh, to make some recommendations for your or or loud you praise you for your casting decisions? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on the TalkFilmSociety.com, TalkFilmSociety.com, doing uh, Soderbergh 2828, which is a podcast about Steven Soderbergh's movies. You can also find me on CommentaryTrackStars.com, doing Commentary Trackstars. Uh, and, uh, hey, yes, by the way, check out CommentaryTrackStars.com because... Just a couple of days ago, for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, we released a Rogue One commentary. So head on over there. And you can also find me on Trek.fm doing a show called Stage 9, where we look at the people who make Star Trek with you. That's right, with me. I'm over on uh, Stage 9, and I'm having a grand old time, uh, let me tell you, because we, we have a lot of fun over there. Uh, you can also find me right here on the Nerd Party Network uh, co-hosting Aggressive Negotiations with Matthew Rushing, which is uh, you know, the nitpicky corners of the Star Wars galaxy. We, ha we have a, a pretty good time there. We actually just uh, did a two-part series where Matt and I talked about our, uh, our most personal memories having to do uh, with Star Wars and what it's meant to us. And you can find me co-hosting uh, Words with Nerds with my pal Craig, where that is completely free form and... Uh, we are two friends who like to be very mean to each other. And if you want to find me out there, I'm Kessel Junkie. Um, just uh, whisper it silently on the wind and I will show up like Batman. So thank you for joining us for this. And join us next week when we take a look at a director who was considered for Return of the Jedi, uh, but it didn't work out for multiple reasons, one could say. 
And we're going to look at the work of a contemporary sci-fi piece that he did do when we will be looking at David Lynch. 